Hello and welcome to the Diction Police. Our new website, dictionpolice.com, is live. Now you can find all the podcast episodes, diction lessons, diction tips, our by-the-book webinars, and tongue twisters for singers videos, together with our premium content, which now includes text readings of songs at slow and normal speeds, phonetic transcripts with word-for-word poetic translations, and these full-length tutorials. All of our premium content is now available by six-month, yearly, or studio subscription, too, so please check it out. There are two versions of this podcast, this full video tutorial and an audio version for people who want to listen on the go. For more information about today's contributor, Mirko Roszkowski, for the accompanying PDF to this text, or to subscribe and have access to everything the Diction Police has to offer, please visit www.dictionpolice.com. You can also follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Diction Police. The text for Wir wandelten is from Georg Friedrich Daumer's book Polydora, ein weltpoetisches Liederbuch. Polydora, a collection of world poetry translated by Daumer, seems to be one of Johannes Brahms' favorite sources for texts. His famous Liebesliederwalzer also come from this book. Wir wandelten was originally in Hungarian. Wir wandelten. Wir wandelten, wir zwei zusammen. Ich war so still und du so stille. Ich gäbe viel, um zu erfahren, was du gedacht in jenem Fall. Was ich gedacht, unausgesprochen verbleibe das. Nur eines, sag ich. So schön war alles, was ich dachte. So himmlisch heiter war es all. In meinem Haupte die Gedanken, sie läuteten wie goldene Glöckchen. So wundersüß, so wunderlieblich ist in der Welt kein anderer Hall. The letter W in German is actually a very easy one because it's always going to be the phonetic V, right? Yes, it's V. And this is a sound that really, we have to enjoy this because it's all already in the title, in the, in the first line, wir wandelten. And to make clear this, this alliteration, this is, it's a really long-sounded, long-sounded consonant. And voiced, wir, and super-voiced. Yeah, super-voiced, yes. Wir wandelten, wir zwei, again, mm-hmm. though it's not the first sound, zwei zusammen. Exactly. And it goes on in the second line, too. Ich war so still. Und du so stille. So really enjoy the feeling. This is kind of a sensual thing that you, you feel on, on the lips, the, mm. the, the sound. The buzzing howling. Yes. Wir wandelten, wir zwei zusammen. And I think no place is it as important as the second to last line of the text. Yes, because the words are very poetic mm-hmm. and very colorful. Yeah. yeah. The words wundersüß and wunderlieblich. And again, in, in the last line, Welt. So wundersüß, so wunderlieblich ist in der Welt kein anderer Hall. Yeah, so we can also we can enjoy that with the, the voiced Z sound of so wundersüß. All of these voiced consonants really help us 
first of all, keep ourselves on the air and on the voice. Yeah. And second of all, just to bring out the text painting. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think the word Wunder also has more of a meaning of something sort of magical, something sort of awesome and not just wonderful. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. We just use it uh, too often, but uh... well, it's like it's like awesome nowadays. Awesome just means awesome, but it used to yeah. mean you know God's holy, awesome world that you would be in awe of it. And in this case, I yeah. think Wunderzus at that yeah. time meant something stronger yeah. to yeah. them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, mm. now to go sort of back up to the beginning of the song, but also the very last word of the song. I wanted to talk about double consonants in German. Mm-hmm. They're not exactly like Italian, right? It's right, because in Italian we, we really double the sound of the consonant. Yeah. And that's not what we do in German diction. The main result of the double consonant is the influence on the vowel before. Okay. That it is a short vowel before, and of course we have to hear the consonant sound. But it's not doubled, it's a bit... Lengthened, maybe? Maybe a bit lengthened, but only to make clear we have to, we have to hear it. It's like in the word still, so the, the I sound, the E, yeah. is very short, but we need the real L sound afterwards, still. Yeah, so it actually opens the vowel when it's that short. Yeah. And in a word with an A vowel, it doesn't change the quality of the vowel, it will still be an A, still be a bright A, but it'll be a shorter sound. Yeah, zusammen, A, zusammen. As opposed to? Erfahren. With a long. long sound. Yeah. Exactly. And stille, genauso, yeah. just the same. Still and stille. We have this throughout too. Fall, all, and hall. And these I really wanted to talk about because the danger with an A vowel is for us, as especially for people from North America, to say fall, all, all, to say yeah. with our back L. No, we, we don't have this back L. It stays always the same. It's L in, in front. So in like front. the Italianate L. Yeah, L. Fall behind the, the teeth. Exactly. Fall, hall, all, alles. Yeah. Alles. Yes. So schön war alles, was ich dachte. So himmlisch heiter war es all. So you do hear the consonant. It might be just a little bit longer, but it really is just that the vowel gets shortened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it. Those were sort of some of the overarching things that come up with this song. Now to get into some specifics, because one of my favorite words in this is... G A umlaut B E. Gäbe. Because we also have the word in German with G E B E. Mm -hmm. But there's a difference. In our poem, it's Gäbe with A umlaut. E. So the long epsilon, the long open E, epsilon E. Yeah. It's Gäbe. In contrast to Gäbe. So the letter with the one, if we say it with the letter E, then it's Gäbe, then it's the closed yes. E. But sometimes uh, the, the difference in, uh, in Austria, in Austrian uh, or South German dialect is uh, they, they don't make the difference. But we have to make sure there is a difference, of course, in high, yeah. in high language. So what is the difference here? What does that change? If we would say ich gebe viel as opposed to ich gebe viel, what is the difference in that? It's a conditional. In this case, it, so it, it means I would give. And gebe, with the usual e, mm -hmm. it's simply I give. So in the present tense. In the present tense, yeah. yeah. Right. Ich gebe viel, um zu erfahren. That means I, I give a lot to uh, know. 
but in this poem it's ich gebe viel um zu erfahren i would give a lot to know it's, exactly it's it's just a great sound too that ich gebe viel it really feels yeah. as though you're reaching out to somebody with that open vowel to my ears that's what we cry exactly <laughs> The next sort of specific word that is super important is the word for unspoken. Unausgesprochen. And the, the, the special about it is that we need the glottis within the word yeah. after the prefix unausgesprochen. So the adjective is uh, ausgesprochen. Is ausgesprochen, is, is spoken. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we make sure unausgesprochen. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> even though they're together, they're not connected in one. They're not connected. They need the glottal between them. Unausgesprochen is not possible. Right. It's unausgesprochen. Yeah. We need to 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 emphasize the 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 prefix. And this is all. Exactly. That's why we need the glottal. Well, and actually, there's two prefixes. The un and the aus yeah. are both prefixes. Ausgesprochen, because yeah. you can say gesprochen, ungesprochen. Yes. Right. Yeah. So the ausgesprochen is spoken out loud, basically. Yeah. To make the difference. The next line of the piece, we have a couple of diction points. And the first one is, again, the question of the glottis. Because then, other glottal, we would say in English. Nur eines. Nur eines, sag ich. Yeah, so we have a couple yeah. of things. We have the glottal, we have the S and the Z sounds coming together. Yes, the glottal is necessary. Mm -hmm. Here, nur eines, we cannot, uh, we cannot combine the sound. It's even possible to roll the R. In the nur, but I'd suggest not to do it. Yeah. Nur eines sag ich. Even if we, because we have the glottal afterwards, it's yeah. not necessary to roll the R before. Yeah. And also it really points out the word eines. Yeah. To do this, nur make a big deal. Nur eines, just one thing. The exactly. one thing, eines. Nur eines sag ich. This is the question. An S followed by a Z phonetically. Yes. In the song, we have the option to separate the sounds of the the S's. Mm -hmm. So the eines, the unvoiced eines, and sag it, the voice, the voiced s on, on sag ich. Mm -hmm. Nur eines sag ich. But it's not necessary. Okay. But there is time. It's mm -hmm. not necessary, but there is time. So if you do choose to separate the sounds, you could do it. Yes. But what would be the other option? The other option is to, to, to lengthen the, uh, the unvoiced s sound. Nur eines sag ich, and to drop the voiced S. Eines sag ich. Yeah, so we don't need to say Z then yeah. in that case. Perhaps it's easier for the legato uh, or for the phrase, but both is possible. Yeah, uh, and actually since we sing it twice in a row, yeah. you could do both uh, back to back yeah. and it wouldn't bother no one's ears. It would be totally right. Completely right and perhaps even more interesting if you do it uh, in, in different ways because you have different emphasize and yeah. different ideas. When we get down into meinem Haupte, <laughs> we have the word läuteten. And first of all, this is a funky kind of diphthong because we go from, we go to an open O as opposed to an A vowel. We're sort mm. of used to singing meine and, and Haus. But here we go from Leu läuteten. Sie läuteten. It's O. Although we see the A umlaut. Exactly. <laughs> yes, but it's the, the open O sound. Exactly, and it goes to the O slash, so we keep our lips in that closed position. Leuteten. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, the other issue with that is the way that Brahms said it, because 
he didn't put a stress on any syllable. Actually, if he did put a stress on any of the syllables, he put it on the last one, the way he yeah. said it. And, and usually it's Leuteten. But in, in the music we have Leuteten. So the last, the last syllable is a bit too long. Well, it's also, it's, it's on a key change, it's on a measure break. It's sort of, as the music sort of shifts right around an unstressed syllable. Yeah, I think it's, it's important that we don't put too much pressure on it. Yeah. So it's still the last syllable is unstressed, though it's in the music, we, we have a bit more of it. So it's loitered. Exactly. Just perhaps, not, not to put any extra stress on it, not to land on it somehow. Yes, perhaps just to, to go to the N sound a bit faster, loitered, something like that. That's, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But not loitered. This is way too much. Yeah. Two words later. Goldne. Now, if we're going to follow the rules of German diction, the actual rules, which means that the end of a syllable or an end of a word has to become unvoiced, Auslautverhärtung and all of that, this is the exception to that, right? Goldne, goldne. No one will say goldne, right? Only those who have read the rule, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> in my ears it's definitely wrong to say goldne. It's the wrong word, it's goldne. So this stays so, voiced. Yeah. Ne is just kind of one sound. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's the, really, the, the LDN the, sort of all comes DN. together. Ne. Ne. Goldne. So of course, because we have the outsidefighting, we cannot say gold. Right. So but goldne. So we're not looking to put a shadow vowel, it's not goldne. It's really the D is sort of almost swallowed or sort of not released, that, yes. and then it released into the end, goldness, so the tongue comes up for the D, but goes straight to no. the end because it's in the right position anyway. Exactly. exactly. In this last line, there's always a question about where to breathe, because it is a rather long phrase, especially the second time through when we're finishing up the song. So wundersüß, so wunderlieblich ist in der... It gets very long. Yes. Of course, you would sometimes hear people uh, breathe after wunderlieblich. So wundersüß, so wunderlieblich ist in der Welt. But this, for me, this phrase is, is interrupted there. The, the phrase really, the, the sentence is So wunderlieblich ist in der Welt kein anderer Hall. So wunderlieblich ist in der Welt. Then we have the option to breathe because we really need voice and, and energy for the last words. I've learned it also as kind of a tradition that yeah, that we don't breathe up after wunderlieblich. So wundersüß, so wunderlieblich, perhaps even as growing, that wunderlieblich is even more than wunder, wundersüß. Mm -hmm. So wundersüß, so wunderlieblich ist in der Welt kein anderer Hall. So if we need the breath to really take it to set up kein, the yeah. word kein. And if it's if you are able to not to breathe in, in this uh, uh, this last phrase, you're really good. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is hard and not necessary. Of course, you can breathe there. Yeah. We talked about needing the glottal in the middle of the word unausgesprochen. And I just wanted to clarify what we mean by glottal. This doesn't mean to overuse the back of the tongue. It just means to make sure that the vowel starts cleanly with space, meaning silence, between it and what came before it.
Technically, in German, every single word that starts with a vowel needs a glottal, or really, space before it. In our transcripts, we've chosen to mark in only the glottals that we consider to be the most important, rather than all of them, with the understanding that all of these separations need to be made, but some need to be even more clearly defined. There are some standard prefixes that require a strong separation if the next part of the word begins with a vowel, and un, un, is one of them. As we talked about all of the phonetic V sounds in this piece, one thing that we didn't say was how important alliterative verse is in German poetry, stemming back to the earliest examples of the German language. Alliteration is when several words back-to-back -back begin with the same consonant sound, and it's been carried over into English language poetry as well. The need to emphasize alliteration is one of the main things we talk about in Wagner operas, so this isn't only important in art songs. Especially towards the end of this text, where we have the double alliteration of the Z and V sounds so wundersüß, so wunderlieblich, we can really enjoy these fricative voiced consonants and how singing into them helps keep the support engaged and the air flowing. One standard mistake that many foreigners make in singing in German is that they want to dentalize T's and D's. It makes sense, because when we go to university, as singers usually we learn Italian first and French second. So by the time we get to German, the word dentalized has been drilled into us pretty deeply. But Germans do not dentalize their D's and T's. So for English speakers, don't mistakenly dentalize and soften the consonants in an effort to sound more foreign. And for Romance language natives, it takes quite a bit more air to make these consonants explode than you're used to. Wandelten, gedacht, heiter, behaupted, sie läuteten. So really be sure to give good aspirate T's in these words. Wir wandelten, wir zwei zusammen. Ich war so still und du so stille. Ich gäbe viel, um zu erfahren, was du gedacht in jenem Fall. Was ich gedacht, Unausgesprochen verbleibe das. Nur eines sag ich, so schön war alles, was ich dachte, so himmlisch heiter war es all. In meinem Haupte die Gedanken, sie läuteten wie goldne Glöckchen, so wundersüß, so wunderlieblich ist in der Welt kein anderer Hall. This interview with Mirko Roschkowski was conducted by Ellen Rissinger. Phonetic transcription by Ellen Rissinger. This has been the Diction Police Special Diction Unit, a production of Singing Diction GBR.